When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail. This is the final word. T20 World Cup Daily, day 26 and final. The last one, Jeff Lemon, Adam Collins. Brought to you by Siva Super. Making hard work pay off. Been a bit of hard work getting through this World Cup. But we have come to the end. We're outside the Melbourne Cricket Ground. We saw a Pakistan play England tonight. If you don't know what happened yet, you're about to find out. Because Adam is going to tell you about an entire match of cricket in the space of 30 seconds or less. Uh, Josh Butler won the toss, elected to bowl, which proved to be a good decision. They kept Pakistan to 68 runs in the first head overs. Not too dissimilar to how it was in the semi-final. Then a flurry of wickets, 5 for 45, starting with Barbara Zahn, who was caught by Adel Rashid off his own bowling. They only get to 137 for eight, only 31 runs in the death overs, which felt like England were in pole position and that was true to the extent to which they always had the run rate under control but they did lose three wickets in the power play there was a wobble especially between overs 10 and 14 they required 43 from the last 31 I think it was then Stokes in control with Moen Alley they broke the back of it at the perfect time Stokes unbeaten 50 something the first time he made 50 ever in the format of the game he's played for England in, and they're victorious by six wickets with a couple of balls a few balls that over or so to speak yeah yeah that sounds about right um, and it, it, it was curious that this was the moment because people kept bringing up that, you know, Ben Stokes has never made a 50 in yeah. V20 Internationals. Of course, he does it in the final to win them a trophy Natural. after not winning them a trophy in 2016 when he's bowling got bashed around. And you will read a million pieces on that, so we probably don't need to go on about that at length. But a lot of it came down to power play again. Kept banging on about it. Pakistan, they were so nervous early. Barbara Azam, Mohammad Rizwan coming out, poking the ball around. They nearly caused a run out about six different times during the power play. Uh, there was that one sort of pickup shot for six from Rizwan, but aside from that, it was tapping singles away uh, into the leg side, that sort of thing. And then when Rizwan got out, well, I mean, it was it was kind of painful to watch, wasn't it? Young Mohammad yeah. Harris who came in and he, he did his job in a way, which was to swing as hard as he could and try to score as quickly as possible. He just couldn't lay bat on ball. His first six deliveries, he couldn't score from. That's right. Yeah, seven balls to get off the market was an entirely tortured stay at the crease. In hindsight, they should have set Sharma Sue down at three and kept um, Muhammad Harris back. But it, yeah, I can understand why they made that call with it was ten balls left in the power play or something like that when he moved to the middle. And then England are able to put the screws on in a kind of similar way to what they did against India with Adil Rashid. One for 20 from four, I think it was. Two for 22. Uh, two for 22. One for 20 in the semi-final, sorry. Big pun. Yeah. But getting Barbara's arm with a sharp spun wrong it, mm -hmm. just when Barbara's arm looked like he was ready to, to kind of ride with Sharma suit up the gears. Yep. Instead, good uh, piece of fielding from Adil Rashid. He's not necessarily known for it. Often he hides on the circle on the edge of the 45 as he's been advancing in years in, in recent times. But uh, yeah, that, that proved to be decisive as far as the way they were up with the clamps on. I mentioned in the summary, five for 45 from 45 balls from that from that jump. Mm -hmm. There were five overs in a row at one point, and they lost wickets, and they yep. had no, they had no blood going to it at the end because they just kept having blokes hole out. It was reminiscent of when Bangladesh um, lost their bundle against India in that chase yep. at Adelaide a couple of weeks ago. Same kind of energy. They were trying their best to swing, but um, it was the death bowling of well Jordan and Curran. Yeah, um, Jordan who came into the side. 
because Mark Wood was injured, Wood didn't get up for the final. I think there was a view during the rounds that Lord Jordan was finished as an international cricketer. You know, he's got a central contract, but that, like that his best cricket was a long way behind him, and he was a bit of a liability in a death overs until the semi-final. He was going at 9.7 runs and over in T20Is in 2022, which would kind of bolster that point. But they've always loved his experience. They've always loved the all-round package that he brings, and he did the job along with Sam Curran, who somehow wasn't in the team of the tournament despite um, taking 13 wickets at. 11, 11 I think. an yeah. economy rate of 6.6 I think and a strike rate of 10 yep um, I know that that's inflated by what happened tonight the tournament teams picked before the World Cup final but yes. a splendid performance from a guy who from time to time you were told vociferously by people yep. on the internet is it very good well 3 for 12 in the final but bearing in mind he got smashed around to the tune of 42 I think it was in the yep. semi-final so none for 42 from 4 and then 3 for 12 from 4 that's speculability um, things can change a lot yeah. in a short period of time Stokes opened the bowling got through an over early that was clever from England they've been hiding a Stokes over it at the start of the power play Curran bowled well in the power play as well and the, you know, that, that lack of urgency from the Pakistan openers that I mentioned earlier and there, it was just those two crucial interventions the one point where Barbarazam started to hit out a bit yep. looked like he was going to get going he's 38 of 27 at that point and, and starting to speed up and then Rashid with the court involved and then the point where Sean Masood gets out where he came in and played beautifully that, that to be fair Stunner. Yeah, and and he scored quickly. You know, there's all of this stuff about Shah Masood. You got four openers in the team. He's a sheet anchor. You know, wrong format, etc., etc. He played very briskly. He played proper cricket shots, and he scored it well over a run of ball. He scored quickly tonight. But there, he, 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 he takes on the short ball from Sam Curran, and he hits it out to deep midwicket. And you know, fair enough. You've got to take a risk sometimes. It didn't work. Those are the two real derailing points for Pakistan. Yeah, I agree. Just just go back back out to Shah a little bit. He never played T20 international cricket consistently. And he wasn't in any real thinking for uh, short form cricket until he went to Derbyshire. Had a really good blast. Also had a really good PSL, it should be, should be noted. But yeah, it's proof, I think, that if you play traditional cricket shots, there still is a role for you in, in you know, T20 international cricket. He doesn't have that bigger exhausted bag of tricks yep. but he can place balls other side of the men inside the circle he is clever he's, he's resourceful without being extravagant and yep. you know I you, think you've just got to do it quickly enough and, yeah and, that's right and, there's a him and like I was going to say the contrast between the conversations you've been you know you've strident about thinking there's no place in the short form game for Williamson and Smith and others you talked about through the tournament in modern T20 well not cricket. just not the way that Williamson's currently playing I mean Williamson in the no, past sure. has been a great T20 player he just currently sure isn't. sure but the, the myriad players you said shouldn't be playing anymore Theoretically, Shah Massoud should fit into that. If you're looking at the purely on numbers, he should be in that slipstream, but he's not because he's found a way to yeah, translate that yep. test game into being a, a T20 player here. And, and, yeah, MCG Bombay specialist continue. after the India-Pakistan game where he played That's so well. True. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, it's notable. I think there's a lot to think about with T20 openers, where if you're in the Barbara Azam Mohamed Rizwan partnership and you think, well, we're the two best players in our team, so they're going out, they're thinking, well, we can't afford to get out. That's not how you're supposed to play as a T20 opener. You can't afford to play like that. And they didn't because, really play like that until recently. Yeah. Either. You know, Barbara's arm strike rate when he was the top player in the world in 45. Yeah. Rizwan's been consistently above 150. I think he just ticks over. No, he falls three runs short of reaching 1,000 runs in the calendar year with 10 half centuries. The strike rate of, like, again, about, yeah, low 140s. Yeah. It's like just this tournament. It's this tournament yeah. that's, that's done it in for people. And, yeah, there, it's, it's variable. There are times when the bowling's better 
environment where the, the conditions are more difficult and so on. But there was a real lack of looking for those opportunities and there was a lot of looking for risky singles that nearly got the run out. Yeah, that's true. And the other player who couldn't get going, unfortunately, was Iftikhar Ahmed, who made a great half century against Pakistan mm. here, 51 more against South Africa when Pakistan were in quite the spot of bother. We talked yep. about it after their semi-final win, that the probability of them qualifying for the semi-finals at that point was 3%. Mm -hmm. It was Iftikhar Ahmed that got them out of that hole. Today, he helped dig the hole. Six scoreless deliveries, then gets a Stokes snorter. Stokes bowled three deliveries in that over. I can't remember what it was, but it was in the back 10. Yep. That spat off a length. One of them catches the glove at Iftikhar, and he's gone for a six-ball duck. And, mm -hmm. you know, that that's the... You know, we're going to talk about Stokes again in a moment, I'm sure, with the sure. batting. But his all-round worth, I know he takes some tap at the very, very end, but getting through four overs, bowling over number one, bowling over number seven. Mm. Um, yeah, the, the all-round stakes package was there for all to see again tonight. And then when they come out to bat, I mean, England have a modest chase, but you're thinking, well, if there's one team that isn't going to just stick around in the power play and pattern around, it's England. They, they can't, they won't. They might just have a look at this first show, show Freddie over. <laughs> uh, and the delivery that goes through Alex ball, Hales yeah. is, it, well, it's vintage Shaheen. It's, it's, what he's kept doing, it's why he's so dangerous. Left arm coming from an incredible height, swinging in. You know, I mean, Hales has a sort of vague attempt to try to hit it, but what can he really do? Hales himself said afterwards that, you know, well, great ball, but I didn't move my feet, which is right. Both things are true. It was a great ball and he didn't move his feet. But you get that feeling in hitting the second ball up, you're not going to hit many of those. I don't expect that Shaheen, you know, looked like a man possessed tonight. And he and Harris Routh both, they, they were really fired up. They yep. believed they were going to do this. And down the other end, you got Nassim Shah, who bowled one of the most staggering overs I've seen in international cricket, where he conceded 11 runs despite beating the bat five times in that over. You do oh, the math yes. on that. That was where he had a five wide when he tried to go yep. too straight early in the over. Then Butler, on the one ball he got bat on, went across his stumps and lapped him for six. Ostentatious scoop, to say the scoop, least. Uh, yeah, scoop. <laughs> More a scoop than a lap, that's right. And then uh, then five times either yeah. side of that, Nassim Shah goes beyond the blade with the most stunning group of outswingers. If you want it to be super critical, you could say, if you pitch it up an extra foot and a half from there, you're putting the butler forward. The butler prodding from the crease, edges yep. none of them. Mm -hmm. And in the end, he's probably taken none for 30 from his four. Pressing fast forward a little bit, but yep. um, after over 10 when they put the clamp on again, yep. Nassim beat the bat five times another over, yep. but moving it the other way to Ben Stokes. Mm -hmm. um, look, he, he's, not, he, he's not on the winning side tonight. Yep. Hasn't worked out well for him, obviously, but um, this will be a moment I reckon we look back on in Nassim Shah's young career and say that contributed to the making of him. That's, that's, I mean, there have been many times when you knew that he had the talent, the ability, um, the goods, but yeah, another one tonight. Interesting with England's power play, like they lose three wickets in the power play and Pakistan should be cock a hoop about that. You know, Harris Ralph uh, comes into the game and gets rid of Phil Salt, who finally gets a hit at number three after watching on yes. in the semi-final. And then the big one, they get Butler. I mean, the pace on that delivery, yeah. the bounce on it. If you can leave Josh Butler in the kind of thing that he's in, unable to do anything with that delivery except poke at it and fend it through to the wicketkeeper who's standing about 90 yards back with the pace that that's coming through, you know you're bowling well. Gorgeous ball, right? Three in the power play, but England still make 49 in the power play. Yeah, I thought that yeah. was critical because in a small chase, I mean, Butler still went after it. You know, Phil Salt still gave it a go to try to go after it. They still pushed the scoring. Um, and even in that sixth over after the Butler dismissal, there's still there are still attempts to swing the bat, there are still attempts to score quickly with the field up. And so they give themselves, they take enough of a dint out of it that that gives Stokes time to do the Stokes thing, take his time, struggle a bit, score slowly. I mean, at one point he's 28 off 35. 
you know, which is a, a, a sort of dire T20 strike rate in just objective terms. But he's got time to do that because that doesn't get him too far behind the asking rate, and then he's able to make up that ground again. Yeah, I, I, that's spot on. I think the dent they put in the power play didn't offset the three wickets because it included Hales and Butler. Remembering that no one in England's middle order had fired a shot, with the exception of the unbeaten 42 that Stokes made yep. against uh, Sri Lanka, and you've got to go all the way back in a real grind in, in the kind of innings where he was allowed to play an ODI. Innings. Very, very similar yeah. to the game tonight as yeah. far as what the asking rate was that night, and the um, and the 29 not out in no time that Livingston made way back against Afghanistan on that night. You take those two innings out, and none of them have done anything. So Stokes, I think, understanding the circumstances in yep. the same way that we credited Butler and Hales for making out calculated decision about playing India in the power play in that chase. It felt something similar happened with Stokes. It's like, well, I need to play a one day innings. The run rate required is probably never going to be an issue. I need to be there at the end. It's like playing the innings that suited the circumstances. Had yeah. England needed nine or ten and over, I'm sure he would have modified his game accordingly. The fact that he wasn't hitting them well, in a way, might have helped because he wasn't sort of... Yeah. He played a couple of wild shots off. I think it was Harris Ralph in his third over when he tried to deposit mm -hmm. over mid-wicket. Both of them, they went up to court behind. Both of them went underneath the bat, just yep. underneath the bat. But with those two wishes aside, he played fairly conservative, traditional, you know, 10 years ago, one day cricket. But that's what was required to win the trophy. So yep. much as it was with Stokes in the 2019 World Cup final, he's 84 yep. not out, only really had the foot down for the last, what, two well, and a half, three overs? And it's worth remembering the first, I'd, I'd say, 44 runs. He's having a horrible day. Can't time it, doesn't get one out of the middle of the bat. Yeah. Dragging singles off the innards, inside half, outside innings. Yeah, 2019. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, up until halfway through that innings, and then only then does it start to click. So right. they've given him the time, they've given him the luxury and breathing space to do that. I mean, Harry Brook makes a few, but slowly as well, similarly struggling along. It's probably almost a, a good thing for England when he gets out, brings Moeen in, who's able to play a little bit more positively. Um, but so much of it, so much of the turning point comes down to Shane Afridi, whose who's knee has gone. He comes back, he gamely tries to bowl and over, he gets through one delivery and he says, my leg's not working, I can't do it, has to get replaced by Inter Ahmed. And the last two balls of that over go for four and six from Moeen. Um, next over, three boundaries in the over from Mohamed Wasim Jr. And that's pretty much it. They basically killed the contest from a point where the runs required to ball's remaining ratio was almost in Pakistan's favour at that point. Yeah, just to go back a little bit to those five overs between the light show at the halfway mark of uh, the chase, which is pretty cool. I've never been here for one of those before. I know they've become increasingly part of the offering here in football. But yep. you know, it's still, it, was, it was a really nice long reset. And they came out the next over, I think it was a shut up calm, made it, or maybe it was one off, one off the over. The next over was the same shot, second five balls beating that over with Ben Stokes like literally laughing at Hack with this kid bowling at him. Then the over after that, over 13, that's when uh, Harry Brook falls. Harry Brook falls, right? yep. caught it long off. And you're right, as far as the scoring rate had dropped a little bit, they hadn't quite gone anywhere, well, let's put it this way, they hadn't dropped below the Duckworth Lewis asking rate. There was some, there was some drizzle in the air at yeah. the exact moment, yep. but that wicket put them right back touching this server and on our commentary we're like well if it rains right now England are world champions but mm. you know they're one wicket away from dropping behind in the same way that South right. Africa did when playing against Pakistan yeah, yeah. so and you're right that's where Moen comes out instead of Liam Livingston and they do in that space of time I wrote it down somewhere but they needed I think 43 from 31 and at the start of that over over 15 Harris Routh who'd done, who'd done such an admirable job in the field he threw himself around he saved one run diving across in front of the Ponsford stand yeah. um, sprinting like it was the Olympic final to keep it in one over later, I think it was one over later, gets a really good look at two and a half stumps. Ben Stokes would have been run out for 25 or something at that juncture. Yeah. And I reckon Pakistan, 
if Stokes goes there, there are a decent chance of winning that game. Instead, last ball of that same over, maybe the next over, I think it was that over, hits a boundary out through cover, gives right. a bit of breathing yep. space. Shaheen Sharafridi back on the field like a professional wrestler coming back down having been nobbled. That's, um, goes that's down, his change. That's Because he took the catch, remember, at long enough to get rid of Brooke. I don't know how he hurt himself taking that catch. He did the patent celebration on the turf with his arm spread. Yeah, because sure he, he nearly dropped it, that's why. Um, right. Yeah, but how did he hurt himself doing that? We couldn't quite tell. No, no, nor could I. But just, I, I mean, he hit the ground heavily. He ended up on his back, having right. just somehow managed to cling on. He was shitting himself, basically. And, yeah, I'm not sure what he did on the way down. Well, well still, he comes back on. He's talking to the physio beneath our comp box. And when I was saying, look, he's not, he's not good here. I mean, he's back on because they need to have him on the field for however many minutes before he can bowl again. Bowls one ball, as you say, it comes out at rat power speed. Then they immediately replace him. He's back off the field again. Iftika Ahmed yeah. has, I think, 13 runs from that over, 16 runs from Muhammad Wazim Jr.'s next over. Yeah. You add the boundary on from the last ball, of the previous over, I think that was Harris Ralph. It ended up being 33 runs from 11 deliveries, I think. And that was finally at long last back broken of the yep. chase. And that's through Moen Ali's intervention, who yeah. probably had a bit of a license to try and lift the tempo just a little bit because someone's got to do it and Stokes is batting through. Moen hits a six, a couple of fours, one top edge, and that's game over. By that stage, it's a matter of, well, they, they have to use Harris Ralph to bowl over 18. Yeah. They've got nobody left. It's got to be Iftika Ahmed and Muhammad Wasim Jr. at the end. Muhammad Wasim Jr. is having a shit, a shit night, and Iftika had 13 taken from five balls. Yeah, exactly that. And I mean, the, the whole Pakistan team's probably a bit rattled at that point. You lose your, your main weapon, your strike bowler, and others have to chip yeah, in. Yeah. And after that big over, you know, the, it's, it's less than six and over at that point. So they're able to pretty much knock it around from, from having made things relatively difficult for themselves considering the size of the chase. Yeah. So look, England get the job done. I mean, Harris Ralph ends up performing admirably. He's, he's the one who actually comes through with decent figures. He's got two for 23 of his four. Um, one of those hold your head high in a losing cause sort of sure. efforts gave it everything. And, but it's, it, it was disappointing. Come. It's, come well yeah, it's, it's just, it's a, for me, it was a really disappointing showing from a Pakistan team that had brought a lot of energy. And, you know, I know I've banged on about it, but I think that tone's set by your captain and your, your other lead batter when they go out to start the innings and they're poking along at five or six and over. There was no energy uh, in it at different times tonight. And we, we wanted to see a Pakistan team bring more than that. But England, like, they've managed to do the consumer professional thing. You know, their first game of this tournament was awful. They struggled to get 112 against Afghanistan. They lose to the Irish. By the point they get washed out against Australia, it's it's a toin cost as to who that suits more. Like, out of those two teams that were struggling at the time. Yeah, because it means that, you know, neither of them, like, they both stay alive in the tournament. But, I mean, England, I wouldn't have necessarily fancied England winning that game at that point. And, and maybe they're out at that stage. They managed to come good against New Zealand. They managed to do what they need to go do against Sri Lanka, flourish in the semi-final, and then they come through here and it's workmanlike, but they get the job done. And I think that's really important in the in the overall standing of this this England outfit as a white ball team from 2015, when they did the renovations, they gutted the place, they restumped it, you know, they put in a new kitchen and all the rest. And this team isn't the Owen Morgan team. They're missing. Jason Roy, they're missing Johnny Bairstow. They don't have some of those big players who push them here, but they've sealed another world title, another uh, white ball championship, and, and I think that locks in the legacy. I think there's a bit of both here. So six of the 11 players that took the field at Kolkata in the World Cup final in 2016 were out there today. Like, there is that kind of through line. I know Morgan's not there, and um, Johnny Bairstow, who would have been if not for injury, but there is that kind of core. 
And I think it's important that I think four of them played in the World Cup final in 19 as well in the 50 over format. So there are guys who are conditioned to playing in high stakes games, you know, winner takes all stuff. Sometimes they've won, sometimes they've lost, but they're a bit older as well. Adil Rashid has played in every England T20 World Cup going back to 2009, I think it is. Right. Chris Jordan's played in his fifth World Cup. I mean, Josh Butler's been there for over a yep. decade. Likewise, Ben Stokes. Likewise, Moen Ali now. He's been going around since 2014. Yep. So there's quite a few players there who, who know what it is to have the highs and the lows and can bring what you need to bring to a major final. It doesn't matter what's going on at this ground. Uh -huh. It's a major event. Um, it does create a different energy. I, I, I have a slightly different view about the way Pakistan went about it. I think they, they were bull at a gate when defending 137 at the start. There was no lack of energy from the seam. And no, no, not much they were in the field, but it's more the batting performance. Right, well, sure, but nevertheless, like, they did leap to the line and they did come out firing with the ball. I think Barbara Azam didn't have a great night. Like, it, it felt like he was kind of always one step behind or one move behind. It feels goes. like he often is as a captain. Yeah, and, and that's, that's unfortunate because like, when they choose to deploy Shaheen, there was probably a case for going again with Shaheen between overs 6 and 10 or 6 and 13, let's say. Yep. But they had a plan and they were sticking to it. They weren't sort of nimble enough to, to evolve. And just stepping back from, you know, England and the way they've won this tournament. I reckon the best thing that ever happened to England and Australia and the comp at large is the fact that that was rained out. That game takes place here at the G. Either Australia or England are eliminated inside the first week of the Super 12s. Remember, they started on yep. the Saturday. That was the first Friday. Between times, Australia lost to New Zealand and England had lost to Ireland here at the G only a few days prior. If they get on that day, and England, you know, as you say, toss of a coin who would have won that game. Instead, because of the rain, we ended up having a group that went all the way down to the final day. So that, and also gave England a chance to regroup. A precious time in the middle of a tournament to stop, prop, and get their shit together. They beat New Zealand. You know, they, they do what they need to do to get over the top of Sri Lanka. They have the perfect game against India. And tonight, it was their bowlers. And who would have thought you know, losing Mark Wood, who was superb yeah. with all of these threefers and bowling so quickly and the natural point of difference that gives you, he didn't play any elimination games. It was a veteran yeah. Chris Jordan. Sam Curran, who a number and of... And that's, that's poignant that Mark Wood misses that game and David Milan misses this game as well. Yeah. He had the chance to be part of it. Yeah, I agree. And David Milan's made more T20 runs for England than anyone this year. And, you know, contrary to the abuse he cops online, has been an incredibly effective T20 player for England for a number of years. Yeah. You know, at the MCG, we spoke about Sharma Suit. I reckon the MCG would suit David Milani in a T20. There's more gaps and thus more opportunities to manipulate the game rather than having to sort of hoof it over the road. Yep. Uh, and Wood would have been well suited to a lively surface, as we saw with Harris Rauf and Nassim Shah. But it was England's bowlers, yep. you know, who we don't really think an awful lot about, really, do we? We're not sort of talking about Chris Jordan being a match winner. Two for 27 in a World Cup final. Sam Curran running in, bowling at sort of 84 mile an hour or near enough, albeit with lots of variation, but so accurate. Um, from that skiddy sort of trajectory, um, three for 12 in a World Cup final. They're, they're the reason why England won tonight. And, and I'm glad Curran was named player of the match because despite Stokes being there at the end, despite him taking an important wicket in the middle overs, um, Curran gave them the chance to play the game they wanted to play in the second half. Final word, Hall of Fame. I think it might be that time for the final. This is where we decide what was the most final word moment of the day. Brought to you by Seabus Super. And they look after your money in retirement. Make your hard work pay off. Seabussuper.com.au Past performance is no reliable indicator of future performance. However, 8.8% over 38 years. We've said it throughout. Um, they've been great supporters of us, as you guys know. Been watching and listening to the show through the World Cup. And for those of you who've been with us back in 2019, when Seabus first got on board, um, they've yeah. done the right thing by us and really looked after us and given us a chance to make these sorts of programs. And if you haven't sorted your super out, consider doing so at cbussuper.com. We're most grateful for the support. Now, Hall of Fame, uh, there was one very early on when 
and it's during the Stokes over, isn't it? The ball is sort of defended away by Mohamed Rizwan, who then picks it up and then turns around yes. and starts to walk away with it back towards his crease. Then turns back around and throws it at Ben Stokes, who's got his back turned walking away, and hits him with it. Ben Stokes looks at it and just sort of points at it, saying, well, I'm not picking that up. Someone else can pick that up and walks off. What's going on with that? If they'd appealed, he would have been out. Yeah, I, I couldn't quite I couldn't quite work, work out what was going on there. I was just confused by the whole thing. Like yeah. I was when they ended up taking two overthrows, which could have been three overthrows from a ball that was effectively dead. Akin to the Stuart Broad moment at uh, Lords against Holland all those years ago to start that 2009 World Cup. Um, I've got a few bits and pieces to, to offer up. Okay. Um, how about there being a cameraman in the sight screen um, for the first ball of the World Cup final? I mean, how does that happen? <laughs> there was a cameraman like stuck in the side of the, wedged in the side of the, of the black mesh in. And with all the times to, to have a cameraman malfunction, that's probably not it. Um, <laughs> Uh, Matthew Mott has won two World Cups this year in the space of like seven months. One in the women's game in New Zealand, I think it was oh, the yeah. second or third of April in Christchurch mm -hmm. tonight. And, and like they had a bad start, right? Like they, they lost to India and to South Africa in yep. the home summer. It felt like they, you know, they were copying pelters that, you know, Daz ball was working and red ball cricket was back on track and, and white ball cricket was. Sure. And he has Mike Hussey with him as well. So a couple of Australians sort of in that. England in a sanctum that win the comp here. Um, you know, the other stories like Alex Hales, which I find is thoroughly fascinating, um, that you know, he makes his comeback here and he's influential you know, in the analysis of England, winning the whole thing. Um, Anti-Hall of Fame, bro. Um, how about the song they chose to play when England win the World Cup? It's this horrible, I guess it's a Barmy Army thing, where it's like Soul Limbo playing underneath them chanting, come on England, come on England. Of all the options the ICC slash the cricket ground EJ had, yeah. when England have won the World Cup, of all the different songs they could pick, Christ, they could have even played Sweet Caroline. Which well, I they did, about eventually. two minutes after but, England but won, at that moment, walking down towards yeah, the, uh, I'm the I'm members. detecting the Sweet yeah. Caroline thing as you know, move from being a bumble thing on finals day, the Euros a couple of years ago, the England women's team like, yeah. at Wembley this year now. Um, it's, it's down this way, make cricket. It is, it is potentially excessive, the manner in which it is deployed. <laughs> uh, Great Southern Land, of course, got another run it did, before it the did. game. All my campaign, I thought I was being punked twice for that pretty sure I was saying. Great Southern Land will be played on World Cup final night. I thought maybe that was just the ICC having seen my campaign against it for so long and mm. trying to stitch me up by tweeting about it, so I didn't have a few. Um, my last nomination, Shan Masood versus Liam Livingston. Now, for too long, for too long in this competition, Liam Livingston has been allowed to get away with it. England have been bringing him on. He's been bowling nothing. Spinners, you know, can do the mix-up job. Can bowl a leg break, can bowl an off break. So it's neither, better than that against neither of them do much. Slides him yeah. down. Um, and no one's been taking him on. They've been letting him get away with five off and over, seven off and over. Shah Masood, the guy who's not supposed to score quickly, comes out and says, no, this isn't happening. And he takes 16 off the yeah. over. Finally, someone did it right against Liam Livingston. Thank you, Shah What I liked about that was that he, he Played the percentages right, the match up ball spinning back towards him. Indeed, um, it wasn't even that at all, was it? He went to, he became an off spinner again. Maybe yeah. that's the thing, you need to get Livingston having to kind of change mid spell mm. when he's disappointed to, to put him off target. Oh, one more thing, how about the England players pitching all the stars, which they're perfectly entitled to do, at least how I saw it. Right. Then an ICC um, official, or maybe it was mm. an MCG official, it looked like an ICC person, went and um, Took them all back. Like went up to them and said, I want them back, please. Like the Elgin Marbles. I, I, want, the, I want this stuff. I hope yeah. they get the, the sort of replica stumps from the basement tonight at some point with them. Probably celebrating long into the Well, end. certainly the one with the camera in it. They're like, don't steal that yeah, one. Yeah, that's that, fine. That they, one's they worth a lot of money. They never steal the middle one. They yeah. take you know, leg okay. it off. But, um, but I don't know, they're zing stumps. Does that make them more expensive <laughs> now? They're, I mean, when they used to just be wooden timber jobbies, then sure, knock them off. But 
maybe not anymore. Last one from me. Uh, I detect I had the binoculars on the England team when they won. I, I was really like David Willey was like quite emotional and gesticulating yep. out to the crowd to his family. And I think he can play a game in this tournament. It's, it's a reminder that He's the, the way Tom Curran of 2022. He is. It's a reminder that these guys who are in the squad go around the country. They ride the highs and lows as well. There was every chance that Willey would have played today. In fact, I thought he was a decent chance with the wide boundaries in the deep pockets and putt road density and I, I thought there was a chance they might go that yeah. way indeed. I think Owen Morgan said as much in his preview yesterday. He, he thought that was an option. Doesn't play a game in the trip. Still gets a World Cup winner's medal. At least he's in the squad this time, unlike 2019 when he got left yeah. out at the last minute. Yeah, that, that's true. So it was it's a nice sort of poignant moment. Him clearly looking towards his family and friends in, in the Olympic stand. I like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's all I've got for Hall of Fame. I think, like I said, this was significant for England to be able to get it. Um, and. A little cheer up for England supporters who don't often have an enjoyable time of things okay. in Australia, but here they are at the MCG. No Australian players in sight. You didn't make the final, sorry, off your shoe. Um, and, and England winning some silverware at this ground. One more thing, uh, anti-Hall of Fame, as the race starts to trickle down, the Bureau of Meteorology. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were right. <coughs> Everyone else was saying, oh, it's a disaster. And look, we lent into that a wee bit because the Bureau said 100% chance of heavy rain. Like Windviz back at the 2016 World Cup yep. uh, when, Bangladesh. When, when Bangladesh, India, and it yep. caused them all sorts of trouble. Um, they never do that anymore. Well, it was the same today. 100% chance of this game having some intervention from rain. And so it is. There was two brief showers, never threatened to take the players off. I'd rather think of it as the cricket gods felt yep. a wonderful tournament. The best T20 World Cup so far. I don't think there's any really disputing that. It was a fabulous one tournament. One Antonio Samarant said it. It's got to be true. I am one on the, the, the winner is Sydney. <laughs> Um, the greatest Olympics of all time. I think this has been the greatest T20 World Cup. I mean, I must say, I didn't follow the ones at the very start too closely, but this feels like those we've been at Jeffel, we've, we've covered last handful. This is head and shoulders above, and I actually think the rain helped. So, glad it didn't rain today, but I think the rain earlier, counterintuitively, added to the, the drama of the group stage. Right. That's it for us on the Final Word Daily for about three days before we have to start doing it for one day We're on the road tomorrow morning. We're driving to Adelaide as of tomorrow. So if you want to follow our adventures through uh, rural Victoria and on to Adelaide, Sydney and Melbourne and the test matches after that and all the rest of it, stay tuned to the Final Word feed. If you want to help us keep making this show, uh, patreon.com slash the final word is where you sign up as a supporter. We're going to have uh, Cam Fink who shot so beautifully what we did as our World Cup preview. If you've not watched it on YouTube, the, the, the words will be redundant, but the pictures won't. That was, mm -hmm. that was superb. So we'll have him with us for the next little while, which will be pretty cool. Uh, we'll be doing summer shows. We'll be doing daily shows throughout the test summer. Uh, if they're of interest to you and you want to work with us on them, drop us a line at finalwordcricket at gmail.com. Lastly, just thank you to everybody for being so supportive. I mean, it's pretty clear that we've been crooked at the points through the tournament. I've been crooked three times. I've probably had COVID at the start. Lost my voice more, more times than I care to acknowledge. And that's, it's been bloody hard at times. And not no sob story, it just has been. Um, and we've, um, we've had wonderful support from everybody on Discord, on Patreon, who follows us on social media, and watches and listens and, and enjoys what, what we do. So thank you to everybody for that. Thanks again to cbussuper.com.au for making it work on the financial side. Visit Victoria, and we're our partners at the start of the tournament as well. That's it from us. Final word, Jeff Lemon, Adam Collins. We'll see you next time. Good night. I had to go.